Hello everyone, Big Jim here. I just want to say a big thank you to all the listeners and all of you maulers and brawlers. That's right, we're building a bit of a community now, so thank you for the support on Maul and Brawl. We're looking to build out a wider range of Maul and Brawl over the next year, looking at some cool merchandise as well, whatever cool means, but looking at some t-shirts slash rugby jersey, cool ones, you know, the really cool ones. You don't, because there's none out there yet. But Maul and Brawl will be providing that very soon. So if you're looking for that dark honey and tobacco scent, then head over to maulandbrawl.com. If you've been mauling in the bedroom and brawling in the streets and you need a freshen up, that's right. Head to maulandbrawl.com and Maul and Brawl is for you. Maul and Brawl, for men, that's maul. And women as well. Women can obviously wear it and use it. Dark Honey and tobacco. Love it. Right, now on to this episode. It's from the Walk and Talk, the slow Walk and Talk series I've been doing. We've said that we're going to make them into podcasts as well. Otherwise, it's just a waste. The full video episode of this will be up on Rugby Pass TV. Some amazing content that we are producing. I say we, mainly it's the team. I'll just do the Big Gym Show. I've got the easy gig in amongst that. But Rugby Pass TV is the place to be. This episode is going to be up there, the full video. This episode? What episode is it though, Jim? Well, I'll tell you what it is. There's no bigger name in the world of rugby. He is back-to-back World Cup winning captain. There's only one man. Well, there's a couple. But it's the man of the moment. It's the great, the powerful, Sia Khaleesi. This is the Big Jim Show. Give it up. Yeah. Big Jim is wearing his heels. Marching around the town to get some thrills. But it's time to go in now. And he's big and red. A shot of black coffee, now he's super dead. He gets loud. I'm a big dick house. I showed him lots of whiskey and he shoots it like a mouse. So I'm with the great Sia Khaleesi. <laughs> yes. The no. king. No, never. In never. Paris. In Paris. How are you enjoying it, mate? Is it a welcome change to the chaos in South Africa? Good chaos. Um, it's amazing. It's not chaos. It's the best. You know, it's, uh, I love South Africa. Um, and obviously, it's a big difference, you know. Um, two different worlds um, come here. Um, but I am enjoying it. Um, it's, um, I'm trying to, to adapt as best as I can. The language is pretty, it's pretty hard. I think that's the most difficult thing, is, is the language for me. Um, but people have been really helpful. Um, and we found a home and school. The kids are slowly starting to settle. My father, my son is picking up French more than anyone else in the family. So yeah, it's been good. Yeah, I say a kind of welcome break from the chaos, but where your profile is now in South Africa and off the back of everything that you've done back-to-back captain World Cup wins, is it a little bit of a relief coming to somewhere like Paris where you can go out and about and do your own thing as a family as well? It's hard. It's hard to, to, to actually say that because it's like at home, it, like people, when people see us, they, it, it's different. It's not like uh, just being friends. Like they're not being friends. They, they, 
it means so much more for 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 what we we did as a team, you know, for for the country. With amidst in all the tough things that happen in the country, when they see us, they walking amongst the people. We don't. Mean, we do we, we do our own shopping and all that kind of stuff. See us in the mood, you know how happy they get and it's different. It's not it means so much more, you know. So um I'm I, I do I do miss miss that. Um but it's also this is a different experience where you walk where nobody knows who you are and you go to the store and you go to restaurants and all that kind of stuff. You can do all of that, but it's not it's not I'm not saying it's better than being at home because I know people, yeah, it, it, we just mean something different for the people at home. Mm. Yeah. And the ambition of coming to RAS in 92, I mean, being in the training centre, <coughs> it's obvious, the players that have gone yeah. before. Yeah. I know there's, uh, they're a big club, been in three finals, haven't quite won it, but the ambition, I suppose, of a club like this, was that a big draw? Um, yeah, well, when I, spoken to, when I was spoken to my wife um, before, like when we were younger, I said, so like I, I always like if I could play anywhere in the world, I would love to play um, um, in France. And I have like connections to, uh, to the club. Uh, we tried before. I tried before to go when Chelsea went to Toulouse. Similar time, I had a, a meeting with them, but it didn't work out. With here or Toulouse? Or Toulouse okay. a long time ago, but which was I think everything happened for a reason. You know, it didn't work out. There was a new change, salary caps, and all of that. And then and the foreign players that could come in and then stayed in South Africa and then yeah when this opportunity came with I got so many connections like Yannick you know and I spoke to Dan a bit before I came you know there's other um, like Trevor being here as well you know it was good you know and, and I, I just wanted to and it's good like it's not racing as in like it's still it's a big club in the sense that like you know it's in Paris and everything but like Title-wise, you know, it's not like a, a Toulouse or anything like that. And I knew it's gonna be it's gonna be hard coming here because you, we want to do something that hasn't been done for. We want to try and win as many titles as we can in this period of time, you know. And and yeah, and that's the legacy that you want to create. You want to make it one of the biggest clubs in the world, you know. And talking about trophies, you know. yeah. So that's a goal. And you come in as captain of the greatest team, one of the greatest teams ever. So as a leader, how have you managed to integrate that? Are you huh. the same here or are you having to kind of build your way up into that? But everyone's looking at you, right? You are, yeah. You're one of the, you know, the biggest I, names in the world. I talk to like I talk to people and they always tell me like you gotta take your time in you, but I'm like, for me it's not it's not it's never I don't have time to I don't have that kind of um, privilege like to take my time. I have to because I always I'm the biggest critic on myself. But I also know people are also watching, you know, they're expecting something. So I've kind of taken my time in the leadership role. Uh, I, I, but I have to, like, I, speaking to the coach and, like, some of the players, they expect that. They know you must, you must lead. But my thing is this. I want to first, like, play well, you know. I, I don't believe in, in just, you just come in and you talk, talk, but you're not doing your work on the field. And that's my biggest thing I want to really play well and that has always been my thing if I don't play well then everything else is like a waste you know uh, uh, for me it's like you're talking but you're not delivering on the field and uh, that, that's the most important thing but it, it will come as with, with time goes you know and I'm also we have Gail and, and Henry and other leaders in the team that I'm just there to support them you know yeah 
And with the Champions Cup, it's been a tough start, seeing how competitive across the board. What are Racing as a club? What are you saying with the club? You got Bath at the weekend away. Yeah. They're flying. The whole Finn Russell was here, carved up. He's at Bath, carving yeah. up. You know, Bath are flying there with him. So it's a must-win game. Yeah, it's a big game. It's a it's a game that it's big in so many ways. It will determine whether we make it or not. You know, but it's also playing against a team that's flying. That's been you know they they've been killing it in 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 the Premiership. So. It will be special if we can uh, win um, this game and also going to tell us where we are, you know, as a group uh, regarding to the other clubs outside France. So, yeah, we, we definitely going to give it everything this weekend because we know it, it is like we lose, we're probably out of the competition. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a game for a lot of us to stand up, you know, because we, we, we were good. We could have won against Harlequins, but, we, you know, against Ulster, we were, we were nowhere, um, you know, so, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to this weekend playing against Sam Underhill you know if I get the opportunity to play you know the, he's, he, he's amazing I mean, he's a warrior <laughs> he's not scared of the dark places in the rugby yeah and he's not scared to go in the dark places in the rugby field mm. yeah and you're pointing into the ground have you is it, has it ever snowed in South Africa? I think it does at places, but I've never experienced it. Yeah. So how's that? How, how's the big shift in weather? I know it's it's, the South um, African team has been in the URC, so you know a little bit about that. But it is a shift, right? Yeah, it is. Like, this is a huge shift for me. Um, um, and it's... Uh, <laughs> you can say it. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Summer rugby, I'll say it. Oh, bro, it's fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you're feeling it. Because there is yeah. a thing, right? As in, you look at the South African teams at where you've played and people talk about the weather and stuff like that but it does have a big effect you know? it does, unless you're in the lot of Fonts Arena it's in indoors and you as a person as well I just spoke to a South African the other day at the shop I met the South African and I went to buy um, like dinner stuff to make dinner and then she told me she's been here for quite a while and I told her I'm like listen here I don't know like um, I'm sad I don't know why I'm sad I can't pinpoint she's like I'll be honest with you it's because you don't see the sun or you don't get the sun as often as you used to because in South Africa it's like it's hot maybe 80% of the, of the time of the year you know and yeah and the weather plays a, a big role and also we play there in like 34 degrees 34 degrees heat and um, and now you're talking about I mean I think the coldest that I've been in South Africa is maybe 15 15 degrees and yeah I was sitting when I went up the Alps, it was minus seven. Yeah. Minus seven. And I know everybody was having fun. Mm. So I didn't really care, but I had gloves and everything. But yeah, it does make a, a difference. But I'm I'm fine now. I don't really... It doesn't bother me anymore. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. What are your reflections now, Tia, after the World Cup? How are you feeling about it all? Have you managed to get back to a bit of reality or are you still on cloud nine? No, but I, I, for me, going back home, um, like it's the same as when we were in Japan you know we were happy we won but we knew like we just wanted to get back home as soon as possible and like now when we went after the World Cup well I, I like if you're not from South Africa you'll never understand what I, I don't fully understand what it means to to represent uh, a South Africa and play for, 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 for the Springboks because what it did in 95 that kind of put that kind of privilege we say it's not pressure 
for to to the team like it will forever be like that it was seen as the team of like the the, the hope the team that gives hope to the country you know and when we went back bro i i, I could not believe like when we came out of the airport <laughs> in 2019 it was big but this time ridiculous like it was why, so why this time why because it, it did feel this like was that. for and them this coach rossi and the group and the coaching staff said we have done it for ourselves. We have won it in 2019 when people didn't expect us to win it. Yes, people started getting hope. The closer and closer we got to the same. But we we could feel that we were going to think. And now, this time, we said this is for the people of South Africa. This is not about us. This is not about we want to win it uh, for them because our country, like you, you know, like there's no electricity. Half of the time, you know, there's low shedding, people are depressed, there's no food, people are hungry. And and like sometimes I think a lot of people sitting there, they're hopeless, but like they they're losing hope. And we want we don't want that to happen. Once people lose hope, you're in trouble. Mm. You know? And people that come from similar background as us, when they see us, and that's the kind of hope I'm talking about, real stuff where that person that's in the same situation I was in looks at me and says, no, you can't give up yet because he went through, he walked through the same streets. He's, he's, he was hungry, you know, and, and he, he he just worked and the opportunity came. People make opportunities and that's my role now is for me to be that person that creates those kind of opportunities, for me to make sure that the kid that's living in the, in, in the same background as me doesn't suffer as much as I suffered when I was young. So that's what it... That's why we, we, we wanted to, uh, to win for that, so that people, small people, that were told that they're not big enough, they're not strong enough, they can't play, they're too small. And Ches and Kobe said, I'm going to win the World Cup twice. I'm going to leave South Africa because I'm going to leave South Africa and then I'm going to make it through the hard way and come back and be one of the greatest to ever come on South Africa. Peter Steph coming from a farm, rugby family as well, the way he's just shown that the boys in the farm areas that it's possible you know you know you can make it so all of us have different stories and i think we all represent south africa and we wanted those stories to come out and we wanted our stories to inspire others who have the same stories as to be able to to know that it's possible no matter how the situations look right now you know you talk about the the hope and what it does to a nation what happens between them times here so on the four-year cycles you win it in 2019 yeah. you see what it does to the country I was in Soweto a few weeks yeah. ago covering yeah. the Bulls Saracens game, and I purposely went there, walked around, went to the Apartheid Museum, went to Nelson Mandela's house, and purposely spoke to the kids. And I was like, "Oh, the Springboks won." They were like, "Oh yeah, see it, Khaleesi," and they were all it was all you. <laughs> and a few years ago, it was about Cheslin and Evan, and your yeah. name was there. This time, it was a you. It was see Khaleesi was here, and they were talking. Like, how does that legacy then carry on when? There isn't a World Cup next yeah. year. So you mentioned like the hope and the changes in the yeah. country. It's, like, yeah, yeah. Obviously, it's the games that we play, and I think it's also the work we do. A lot of the players do work in the country. You know, we all have like um, foundations. You know, that's that. That's actually what what's it about? Like, you play. We all have different reasons to play. Like, you play and you want to make a difference. You know, and I always tell say this. Like the trophies, the medals, the records, they're all going to be broken one day. Someone someone else will come and, and, and break that. But like the lives that you touch 
in the time that you have the platform and the platform is given to you by the people. How do you give back? You actually do the work. You use your platform to help other people. So there's a lot of guys who do uh, a lot of work in the communities and, and, and yeah, and that's what we do. But also we will play like with the championship, you play the incoming series, you know, the end of your tour. So all that work that we do uh, in, in that time is still carrying on that. I think is that's what we do, you know. All the time we always feel like it's not just for the World Cup. All the time we put in the Springbok jersey, we know what it means. And if you see a lot of the guys like when they play with the clubs and they feel the stream, it just, it feels different. Mm. It's... I can't, I can't explain it to to anyone. It just feels different putting that jersey on. Then you go and you sing the national anthem. Oh my goodness! It's well, you yeah. can see that, Sia. You can. I know you say it's hard to explain, and I suppose only if you're living it. I've been around enough now. We played against each other on your day. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I probably didn't realise then what it was. And I saw the iconic scenes. I love Francois Pina and the history, but I genuinely think the world now do see it they will never feel it but they see yeah. it and because of the power of social media because of the World Cup and the, the profile on that because of you I, th- I do think people see that and it's just interesting to see like how your legacy continues with that and I wanted to ask about that like and say because of your profile now because of what you've done as captain of the Springboks do you chat to anyone higher up in government in no, South Africa, do they no. chat to you? Do they lean on you? Because no, you saw, no, you saw no. What, I don't know what what else in South Africa is this here that people can hang their hat on. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't speak to. I mean, we we stick to. We play. I mean, we we just play rugby and do what we do. And it's it's honestly, it's not just. Uh, it's it's the whole team, bro. It, honestly, I, without my teammates and Coach Rassi, like, um, like people don't don't speak enough about him and they don't get him and. Like, we, we get him. We understand what he... Like, for me, I'll talk about me. I'll leave the other guys. He was the first guy who gave me a contract. I was signed to another team. He got me a lawyer. He got me out of my contract because I signed underage without my parents there. Then I went to the to, to Western province. Then, uh, when I was young, I like, I, I drank a lot. I, I, like... I was like a, a young boy who was just living wild as if I wasn't going to sign with them. And I was just naughty. And he, there's so many opportunities he could have given up on me where I came to training uh, drunk, I came to training late or or something had happened, like probably six times. I remember his last talk with me before he went to Munster. He sat me down, me and my and my and one of my best friends, Kara, he plays for the Stormers, he just played his hundredth game against uh, uh against uh, the Sharks. He he says that like, listen boys, you have a talent that can change your your the your life and your family's life and many other people, you know, and it's either you're gonna stuff it up or you're gonna actually realize that okay and take this seriously and then he left. That's his last memory. Came back, coach Spring made me captain. When he came back, and I was like, "Don't you remember our last uh, conversation?" You know, and he he just backed me from the beginning. He backed me, and he even making me captain. He um, always kept me accountable, and he always like he knew I was. He knows the type of person I am. He made a system that would make work. He put other people in, in, in leadership roles so that I didn't have to take everything upon me. And then like the way. He started like he started talking about the country, like how things were in the past, how 
transformation is important and he's gonna we have to win we have to transform we have to create squad depth he started speaking about transformation when in the past it was like a, a hidden thing he's upfront to the players South Africa the Springboks were different in the olden days and we're gonna give opportunities to people to try and make this team look like a South African team more diverse you know mm. and that that helped us a lot and also when in the past like when it doesn't go well people get tuned like the way he speaks to us as players, like if you get subbed early, he knows how the public is gonna tear you apart. He helped with that. He's, he's like, listen, this is why I took you off, and this and that. Because some players will go and sit and look on their phones. They get subbed early. He was good at talking to uh, to to that, you know. And and yeah, he, and he drove a lot of the stuff. Like he led the stuff. Like. Mm-hmm. Not everything I speak about, when I speak after the game, I see what's going on in the country, I listen to him, it's the messages that are coming for him. And he never, he was never at the beginning, it's all about winning and working hard. Then he started seeing what's happening in the country. And then it changed him, which changed the group, and it changed us realizing that the country is more important than us, this team is more important than us. So, Rassi for president. That, that's <laughs> yes, what you're saying? Yes, I'll be a minister. I'll be a minister. <laughs> but that's yes. what I mean. I know I kind of pushed you a little bit on that, but the power of sport, everyone says that's yeah. it. And people are looking to you. They're looking to Rassi. You see the emotion when Rassi walks out. He knows what it means, like you've just yeah. kind of said. He yeah. knows what it means to the country, yeah. everything that's going through it. He's older than us. He's older yeah. than you. Yeah. He's back he's you. seen it. He's seen it. He's seen the country where I've never seen Remember, I wasn't... I wasn't born during apartheid. I was born on the last day of, of, of mm. apartheid. And I don't know. I do know what happened, but I didn't live like my dad. He's seen how it was and he, he, he knows where the country wants to go to. So he, I don't know, like he, he, he gets really like, you can see what it means. He really wants to be part of the solution. Yeah. And he pushed because, I mean, he reminds us sometimes like, he's like, you don't know. Like when we complain, when we, I don't know, when, when, when we like lose mo- motivation, you start, remember what the people are going on in your country. You are the one, like the one percent. Mm. You're doing what you love. Yes, you were, you went through that. Don't forget where you come from. And don't forget what, like he knows me. He always tells me like, listen, think about that boy, the young seer that's out there. Think about him when you want to give up, you know, when you want to, and he's always accountable when I get big headed, like, he calls it out too and my teammates too which is great that's what's great about our team that if you become too big like in your head they hey, hey, hey like come who? back who, who goes big in the head and I do sometimes <laughs> too I yeah, do sometimes too and then my, you, you have moments where you think you've arrived you've done have a good game or you've done something great or you've met like a famous person that recognized then you feel super cool and then like my mate even be like hey come back down come back down and the team as well, and that's been good. That's why, like when guys get subbed, I get subbed at, 40, at 45 minutes sometimes, mm-hmm. and I know why. I know why, I'm because I'm not as effective as I am. And then Kwaka and them come in, they change it, they win the game, you know? And I'm comfortable with, doesn't mean I like it, but I'm comfortable enough to know that the team is more important. I think that's what set the, that was the difference between us and, and most teams, where some players will be pissed off, like they've kept it, or even get subbed early, you know? And, and, you know, and yeah, we've had hard, hard conversations as a group. Uh, that's what I really enjoy when we have honest and, 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 and serious conversation. Nobody, like, you, you don't take it to hard. You get hurt, but you don't take it to hard. You move on the next day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
was chatting to Bernard Jackman and he was chatting to your coach, Jacques Ninaba. Have I said that right? Yeah, Jacques, Jacques Ninaba. Jacques Ninaba. Jacques, not Jacques, it's Jacques. Jacques, yeah. cool name, the S cool you bloke. Didn't say. It's like the French, you didn't say. Yeah, the S S See, I'm learning on the yeah. route. So Jacques Ninaba. Yeah. But he said that he was chatting to him and this was out in the public forums yeah. and he was talking about selection yeah. and then conversations that were happening. And also being with Stephen Kitzhoff as well. So let's start with that. Yeah. So Stephen said that in 2019, the team was announced, but they couldn't name the loose head. And he said, the beast, so Tendai, yeah. Stephen, you decide between you who started. Yeah. That's, yeah, they, that's they, mental. They, yeah. Because and they had a big not, dust up. Because we, we, the coach, the way they train, we all train there and the coaches, the game plan is the same. And they chose, like the, the competition, it's like, there's no difference. Doesn't matter who starts. Doesn't matter. That's why when 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 you get sub, you're not in fear that shit, the team is gonna lose. No, you know the next guy is probably gonna do uh, better. So that's why that 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 like that really happened between Kitty and thing. And obviously, Peace is older, and you're stopping. And he wanted to to, to start. start, so he started. Yeah, and then the Kitty was part of the bomb squad. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's built a brand on it now. Yeah, yeah. How cool is that? Very how cool, cool is that? But, that's a, but this is so different. And you would have, you know, right, it's a different way to do things. So 10 die, Stephen, this is for a position to, was it in the World Cup final? World Cup, the, the whole, like, yeah, the whole World Cup, actually, because yeah. any of them could have started. Just said, right, who's starting, right? We're going to, I'm older, I'm bigger, I'm stronger, I'm yeah. harder, I'm starting. But, and I'm stopping soon. Yeah, <laughs> so I need this now. Yeah. But like Jacques was saying to Bernard, that even at the World Cup with like Faf, when he wasn't starting, it wasn't like, Faf, can we just have a quiet word? No, no, no. It was done in a... Everyone, go on, you, go everyone, on, explain. In everyone, like we sit in the team meeting, we, we don't know, like people who think I'm part of the selection. No, I find out, like everybody else. So we'll sit in a team meeting and the coach will go through the whole team. And sometimes when the public is saying how shitty you are, how, how, how you're not playing well and everything, our game plan is different. Like I would go on a game and play 80 minutes without touching a ball once. Mm. I would be cleaning rocks, chasing, and I would get men of the match in the team. But the power of like this guy did nothing. Mm. My, I know my role and I, and, and I respect that. And I know the work that I do is appreciated by who matters the most is my teammates and my coaching staff, you know. And I would sit there and I'll be maybe down. And the coach would go to him like, listen, we're happy with this guy's performance. You know, we hear what the people are saying, you know. And then we'll pick the team and then it's been chosen, chosen there. And we say, and, and they honestly like, listen, it might suck for you. Get over it. And some guys, it takes them a day, but when it comes to work, we work hard and they still become the best opposition as they can be. Like Mani had to become Richie Mwanga. He was the best and he, he's played every game. And now he has to be on the other side. Worked and it did, and it did his part and we were able to win the And the thing is, Rashi always tells us, we're all gonna eat at the end of this. Yeah. It doesn't matter who, who it does. You know, you want to play and own the big game, but you know, the team is more means more than your own personal dreams and goals. The team is the most important, and that's where it's the hardest thing to do. Kids in team meetings, I'm hearing that. If they're well behaved, the what? The kids being in team meetings. The kids. The kids. The kids allowed in team meetings. The interactions, the families at the hotel. Oh and no, they like they allowed not obviously in team actual team meetings, but they allowed in the whole in the team room. It it it's. I don't understand how teams don't allow players to stay with their families. Yeah. It makes no... You, 
when, when you play for a club, you're at home every day. You, <laughs> the, the day before the game, you're sleeping at home, mm. in the bed, you know, with, with your wife or your kids. Then you go, you go play the next day. Mm. So you oversee, that's more natural to you. So the uh, coaching staff said from the beginning, families are always welcome. You'll see, we have like 15 kids, the coaches' kids and the, all the players' kids. It's the best thing in the world. If mm. you're at home, basically. Mm. And the, we stayed here, somewhere here in Paris, and just outside Paris, and so many kids. And we just sit there and you just watch them play. It's, it's the best thing ever. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about inspiring kids, though. Like, if you're in the team meeting, you're around the Springboks, you're around winning teams. Think of, like, the Vimulan kids coming through, the Khaleesi yeah. kids coming yeah. through. I know Evan's got one on the way. Can you yeah. imagine the next generation coming through? It's yeah, going to be absolutely mental. I hope so, but but also, it doesn't. I don't know if they're going to all play rugby. You never know. Mm. But yeah. I, um, but we, you, you actually don't... I don't want that kind of pressure on my kids. Mm. I always try to push my kids to play something else, but he just loves rugby. But he plays everything, but he loves rugby mm. um, a lot. Uh, he came to training actually here and that field there and he the small French kids they smashed him I was laughing uh, taking videos of him getting smashed by smaller boys uh, because it was too cold for him and he was still like doing the, this adjusting they were stepping on, on his toes and they just smashed him and then he got better at the end where he just yeah. got upset but I don't want the, my kids to have that kind of pressure I want them to do whatever they want but hopefully we can we are creating a, a, a culture where they know, you know, these things are possible. You know, coming from a third world country, you know, with little budget, but we are able to compete against the biggest uh, um, countries in the world. You know what it's like as a father, though, and I come from a, a tough background, nothing like you, but a background where I've had to work, I've had to fight to get where I am. Yeah. So therefore, the desperation, there is no plan B. Yeah. And it's you see that in your kids, right? Because it's yeah. like they are comfortable. Like, yeah. uh, And it's for someone like you who where it wasn't comfortable and you there only there is only one direction. Yeah. You know, there is no left, yeah. there's no yeah. right. Yeah. And that's the thing as parents, isn't it, as well, where you want to give them everything but not too much because you yeah. want them to want yeah. to become something and do something I, with their life. I actually talked to my wife about it. I'm like, we, like, we, like they, they will never understand. Like, it's to them... But you don't want them to no. as well. You know, you want them to know that you gotta work for but that's why we work so that our kids don't go through what you're gonna do. But they also got to know like I I, I take them home uh, not as much as 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 I want to, but to understand that I'm trying to tell them like with the foundation we tell them we take them to the work that we do, tell them the whole time. We worked hard so you could be in a better place. But we want you to know that like you also have to work not just for yourself and your own family. What can you do for others, the others that don't have like you? And I tell them the whole time, the, the, like the, the government and all these things, they're not going to change the world. It's, it's each individual with what they have, doesn't matter how big or small, to touch other people's lives, that's the most important thing. So that's what we're trying to get to them. And you don't have to be to, to have been poor or to be people with advantage to make a difference in people's lives. So that's what I want them to know, that when they think about their life and what they want to do, it it must be in there somewhere that this is what I'm also going to do to make somebody's life better. Mm. What are your parents thinking about this? What's your dad when he's seen what you've done and he's been through that apartheid and he's watching 
his son do that? No, you had, you no. had, you had, have you had them conversations? It no, must be no, we don't. Uh, mental. We he, he's never. He, he's it's hard. He doesn't express himself. Um, like uh, like in our culture, it's like most of our parents don't speak like that. You know, they don't express fully. But he shows. I can see that they're proud. Like the, how proud he is um, of me um, when, when I speak to him. But I, I get it more from other people. You know, who would say because my dad is very chill. He doesn't go so deep. You know, in, in conversation. But the people in the country, like when I first became captain. And I didn't understand why people were going on. They like, then they're like, do you know what just happened? I'm like, no. They're like, why is it so big? They're like, no, because no child like you could ever dream of this because they've never seen anyone like you ever be this. But now they see you, they know that it's possible that, it, you know, it can happen. Now Bongi has been kept in, you know, and I think Luki also been kept in. It's, we don't, I don't understand because I don't think like this. I don't think of this big things for me it's just an honor putting on that jersey you know so yeah but when people say this kind of stuff it makes me realize like that what its privilege has been you know for me to have had that honor of being swimmer captain but for him what do you think it is do you think it was that initial thing of you being springbok captain because you were the first black man to have done that and everything they've been through or do you think it was winning the World Cup? Like, what do you think if you were to put himself... Well, my dad. Yeah, in, in his shoes. Was it that one moment or was it, was it winning the World Cup because that shifted the dial for everything? I would say... Uh, for him, I would say all of it. All of it. Like, he, I don't think he would choose one. But for me, it was getting my first cap against you. And that, was, that is... That will always be the biggest honor mm. for me because everything else came after that. That was the beginning of a dream, uh, mm. you know. For or actually, it wasn't even a dream. I never dreamed of being a springbok until I was a, when I was a kid. I didn't. Yeah. When I was older and I started playing, that was, yeah. That that that's when I started um, wanting to do it. So yeah, it's huge that, that I could play as a springbok. And I let you win as well. Imagine if you, I wouldn't have pushed Evan Yo, in that, the face that, that, that day. That was hard, eh? That was, I remember speaking to John. He is speaking, he's one of the guys that influenced my, 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 my leadership, John De Villiers. He was the captain that day, I came on, and you guys kept on scoring, and then uh, half-time, I think he scored just before half-time, he said, don't worry, we'll score first after, after the half-time, went back in, you guys scored first. And then he started laughing. I'm like, why are you laughing, bro? We're losing. He's like, uh, no, I didn't say that to him. I was like looking at him. Then we came back and we won. And I asked him like years later, John, why were you laughing? He's like, I didn't want you guys to see how stressed uh, like he was, you know? And yeah, he's, that, yeah, it was special. I mean, I, sp I started playing under him at the Stormers. Um, and it was, yeah, to, to play with him, Brian, and even from the Stormers and then say to the team, just, yeah, i never forget that day. What's next for Sir Clancy? I know it's almost, this is a media question. Yeah. What's well, your appetite? Do you, do you want to no, do another wanna... four-year cycle? Do you want no. to go for a third? No, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's all about what, uh, how good I'm, I'm playing, you know? Um, that's it. I, I, I would What's love... your mind saying, though? What do you, what do you want? Right now, um, all I'm thinking about is, <laughs> is playing well. Yeah, racing and, yeah. and hopefully winning a title and, and hopefully... Putting on that springboard jersey again. Mm. Yeah, that's it. That's all that's in my head right now. 
But what about after rugby? There must be something to you, like you're traveling the world, right? You're the first rugby player to get to a million followers. You are, and you have transcended the game. You know that. There must be something inside you that you want to use that for, for good. Yeah, I, I, I want to work for my foundation. Yeah. I want, that's what I want to do. And I want to do speaking. I want to talk. I want to encourage people. You know, I want to speak to businesses. Uh, and um, and then I love fashion too. I've, I've got a brand called Film of Movement. I'm, uh, well, it's not my my brand. I, I, I'm I'm part of the, of the brand. That's we're gonna bring it to the UK. So yeah, there's a lot of different different things that I want to do. But I definitely want to make an impact in people's lives. I want to commit my time in 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 making a difference in people's lives. I want to help the women's game. To be honest, I think. More, more men need to um, need to like us as actually rugby players need to actually support the women's rugby. Like same way that they support us, the same way. Like I'm talking to sponsors, I'm like how are you not, how are the girls not having their own no boots? How are you, they playing in, in the same level as us, working harder than us, having to go to work and still play rugby. And you know that I don't believe that's that's right. Um, so I want to help in women having somehow maybe work at World Rugby to push uh, women rugby and give more support, get more sponsorship for them. Because I think they've been do they've been breaking records. But have you seen what's been happening recently? What did happen in the World Cup in New Zealand? It's amazing, and and, and I really hope like I know the premiership is doing well in that the women's premiership. I hope that the other countries pick up too. Yeah, the sevens as well. It's yeah, fine. Uh, yeah, great it's circuit nice. to be on as well, eh? Align with the seven circuits, LA, Madrid, yeah. get to Australia, yeah, bit of travel. Yeah, but I think more, they should have more, as much access as we do, as men. Same kind of, uh, of, of, of sponsorships and stuff, opportunities for the women's team. But I think, um, yeah, we, we, we don't do enough as men to push. Because at the end of the day, if the women's sport grow, the rugby grows, the rugby community mm. grows. We have more people supporting rugby, more people following rugby. I think we've all been selfish and just thinking about us as, as the male side of things, you know, and I think we can do more and world rugby can do more too. So say if you are president, right, what roles are available? Um, what would Evan do? What would you make Evan He's do? Minister of Defence for sure. He's protecting the country. Minister of Defence? Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think Trevor, will be Minister of Entertainment. <laughs> Culture, yeah. music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for music, I think I'll put Damien, both Damien's actually. Oh, really? Yeah, both Damien's, yeah. Um, they, um, Gaza loves his music, he always has his earphones on. And and Dukes, he's just a vibe. Yeah, he, <laughs> Damien Dialenda is so funny. Um, yeah, I've, I've known him from since we were, uh, were in the Institute and stuff. That's another, another great thing about that group. We a lot, a lot of us have played together for quite a while. Mm. Yeah. What other industries are available? Not for you. In politics. No, yeah. you, you can be Minister of Foreign Affairs. Foreign Affairs, that's yeah. it. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. But I'm a, an adopted South African now. That's no, I can't, so, bro. Foreign come. Affairs. Yeah. Right, some of the lads in the team, I'm like, right, we're with a great seer, and they wanted to know <laughs> a couple of things to ask. What did you say to Cheslin Colby as you ran on the pitch when you won the, when you won the World Cup and ran back to him? Because he got yellow carded. Yeah. Like, me line. too. Yeah, I, I just told him I loved him and 
like, like I, I knew what he was going through his head. He couldn't watch it last week. But I was sitting there as well when I got the yellow card. Like I just, I remember to just telling him I love him. I'm so proud of him. How happy I was. And yeah, he, all, he did, all he did was cry. So it's so crazy. The last woke up, I ran to him first as well. Mm. Uh, I ran and then I went. Uh, as the first person I gave a hug to. Yeah. Yeah. I that, saw videos. That on, on that yellow card, that World Cup final, I forgot to ask you it, but Sam Kane goes off yeah. with a red. Are you shitting yourself? Yeah. Oh, like, genuinely, yeah. are you... Do you know no, what I, mean? I wasn't. I, I, to yeah. be honest, I wasn't. So I you didn't, felt... I, I didn't... Uh, I didn't connect him with my... With the shoulder. I would have known. I, I connected him on the chest. Yeah, and but still, the, some of them are so... No. Yeah. I knew I wasn't... I was a little bit for a second. But you know how it goes. I, of course I was scared. Sam gets but, that card. But then. I kind of knew that, yeah. no, it wasn't, uh, I hit him on the chest and then it was a follow through, I think, uh, yeah. Mm. It wasn't direct. I know my rules. Hey, I know the rules. I know, the, I know the rules and the laws, <laughs> but I had more yellow cards than, than wins for Scotland. So we all say that. Yeah, most, naughty. most underrated springbok. Who's in that squad where you're all like, he's not getting the plaudits? Uh, uh, Damien Dialende. Yeah? He's not, yeah. People don't, and Vidli Roo. Mm. Vidli Roo. He gets a bit of shit as well, Willie Roo, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah, but the, you know how many tries he's created for the team? Mm. <laughs> he's like Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> he's like Kevin, Majaivan, we call him Majaivan, of course. What's that? Majaivan is like a dancer, somebody who can move. The way he he he, he plays in the like the uh, Costa commentary uh, commentators mm. have like nicknames for most of the players. It's much Ivan, somebody that can move with the ball, and he, like he's like the assist is specialist. It's nice because the coaches show like we see, and then they always say think like Vili. He always sees stuff long before when we played against on my first game back after my knee injury against Wales. When I offloaded to Malcolm, he village while the play is happening, he's like, see, I come here, they're gonna shoot on you, I'm gonna give it to you, you're gonna go through. Or exactly how he said it. In this is happening while the game is happening. Gave it to me, I went through the guy shot, offloaded to Malcolm Scott in the corner. Like he's it's crazy. It's like at school, you know, when you've got like the really good kids at school yeah. and they're like, mate, you just come yeah. here and I'm just gonna pop yeah. it to you when they fly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think him and Damien. So with your million Instagram followers, which is pretty cool, right? We were chatting about this. You've not bought any, have you, be honest? You haven't no, bought one. You've not bought I one. I don't even know how to buy yeah. uh, followers. Well, James Haskell does. So if you do want to get to two <laughs> Why million, are you giving him so much? <laughs> <laughs> he said to me, mate, do you want to get your followers? I was, I was like, yeah, I'm keen. But then it kills, <laughs> it kills the algorithm. But, no, uh, wait. I, he doesn't look like that type of person. That would do what, that. dishonest? There is no way. <laughs> well, it's either that or he's got a massive following in Bro, Indonesia. He is my favourite. Um, Second favourite podcaster. When, when him and, and, and Joe Mala... And Joe Mala Bro, that, when he grabbed him by the yeah, bro, his face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, every time I see that, I can't stop laughing. You yeah. know how angry you must be. Oh, yeah, he's fuming. But I'm on a fight with Hask. As he got, yeah. <laughs> I can see. Because <laughs> you're lucky. And Joe, Joe Mala, bro, I have never met anyone like that. Yeah. You know what I've seen other sports, basketball, they all crashed up. He's the same, bro. Yeah. He doesn't stop. 
Yeah. The whole time, the whole time. Yeah, relentless. But I'm, I, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm patient. Like I don't, um, I don't get upset. I try ignore. I get. I'm, I'm too tired yeah. to to lose your shit. And also. Like English is not my first language. Mm. I always think of something to say back to him. Well, what's he saying? But said I to always you? no. But like, I, I don't remember. He always uh, uh, chirp, especially the other guys. He didn't really chirp me. He came to me when we played here. He's hey, by the way, in the game, congratulations, the World Cup. I didn't say I didn't see you since in the game. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. But he chirps like the props and stuff. But I always like if he has said something to me, my comeback would come after the game. Oh, I should have said this. I'm like, it's too late. It's gone. It's probably. Uh, yeah, but he, he's, he's, yeah, he's funny. But James Haskell, man, he, yes, I couldn't believe that. Yeah, he's your second favourite podcaster. Um, <laughs> so out of your Instagram followers and your messages, what was the one message? Who was the most famous one that come through? Not the favourite one where it's like, oh, that was nice, you know, everything that you've done here. Who was the one where you were like, holy shit? No. Come on. No, one of the coolest things was Roger coming to the changing room. Roger Federer. He flew specially to come when she's playing the final and he came in the changing room. His mom is South African, so she was there, his whole family. Honestly, it's, I can't believe how how big he is and how humble he is. Mm. I can't believe, because those are the pe- kind of people that I love and his mom is South African. So, um, But like he, he's one of the boys, man. He was in the changing room. He, I was sitting there, I'm like, this is amazing. This is amazing. Then. Because he's been supporting and, and talking since the last World Cup, mm. he's been encouraging and supporting. He kind of got, he got really into it. And I told, like, we were speaking, I said, listen, come, come watch. And then the same final, he says he can't. But he says, and then he said his mom can, and then his mom came. And he's like, but if you make the final, I'll come. And then, because he was overseas somewhere in a, ten, in a tennis competition, working for his sponsors, and then, since if you come, we make the final, we'll come, then you made the final, he came back. I think the Saturday we were playing the final. Fesh's family came to watch, watched. And I didn't know where he was sitting, so I saw him. Then I ran up, greeted him, and he was so happy that I came. I'm like, what are you talking about? You came on, and then he came to the changing room, and then he did the whole photo shoot with the players, which mm. is quite cool. Yeah, he, then we went to South Africa. I remember showing him, driving around seeing thousands of people in the street and I showed him and he just got emotional. He was, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, he's, he's an amazing human. I'm a fan of him. Like, I've always been a fan. We all know, like, since I, mm. everybody, everybody knows who Roger is. He's never made me feel like that. Like, he makes me feel like an equal mm. to him. It's like, listen, I know I'm not an equal to him, but when I met him for the first time after the 2019 World Cup, he, it's like he doesn't know who he is. He no, he's normal. He's like, shit, you know, we talk nonsense. My wife had just like, say, no, you have to come home now because we're sitting at, we're talking after, uh, 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 like he invited me for dinner with like uh, Rafa and I was sitting next to, um, is it um, Bill Gates, bro? Sitting next to Bill Gates. I, I was like, I wanted to ask him, don't you have an extra 20, like, just if, lose 20 million that I can borrow. Uh, well, not borrow, can I have? I was just looking at him. I'm like, to do what with? What, what would you do with it? What? What would you do with it? I don't know. I just wanted him to give me money. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to ask him. I'm like, no, let me not embarrass myself. Well, yeah. like, no, of course I wouldn't ask that. But it was, it was nice. And then me and my wife and Reja stayed and we spoke till like 12 o'clock at night. 
just talking rubbish, like nonsense. You speak in the changing room with your mates. Yeah, it's, it's really a special one. That's awesome. It's a real one. Yeah, that's class. But yeah. did Jay-Z message you or not? No. <laughs> is he, is he, he's had enough No, now. He's, he's messaged me before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's messaged me before. Um, I love like, how humble you are. So you message Jay-Z, you sat around the table with Rafa Nadal, Roger Federer and Bill Gates. Anyone else? We had a bride. <laughs> you had a bride? We had a bride. South African bride. Yeah, yeah. Different life. Anyone else? Butler. Jared Butler? Yeah, I've I met him. I've had Jared Butler on the show, mate. So I know. Yeah, oh, yeah. whatever, bro. Yeah, I know. I it's know. not about you today. Yeah, let's, keep, let's keep going Please, then. So, yeah, it was Jared Butler, yeah. Um, what else? And then some basketball players. Jürgen? Did Jürgen message you? Oh, bro, yeah. What do you mean, yes? Be, oh, bro, yeah. yeah, that's bro, what I mean. Bro, Jürgen, he's, he's a friend now. He's a, uh, like, he's... He... This is why I shouldn't ask Seacles the yeah. question, like, who's, no, like, the best message? Oh, Jürgen Klopp's, yeah, had a bit of dinner with... He's a legend. ...with Rafa, yeah. Jay-Z, no. No, I didn't have dinner, no, but he's a friend, he's a good friend. He's supportive, he's always messaging, um, messaging, you know, and, I, like, yeah, he's, he's a special human being. So chilled. He's the normal one, they call him. The normal one. Yeah. You know, we did a shoot together and he tried to, uh, during the soccer World Cup, tried to teach me how to play soccer. He got irritated because I was so shit. <laughs> I said, listen, you're making me look shit. Please, <laughs> I'm like, okay. I threw him a rugby ball. Show me something. And he passed like this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, okay, I get it. But come on, get it right. You're embarrassing me. Yeah, he's he's funny. We went, yeah, we, we chilled with him. He invited us to his home, me and my wife. He's, yeah, he's just like Roger too. Similar, exactly similar. He, he he's cares about, not things, cares about people, how you treat others. You know, yeah, he's amazing. His wife is amazing. The first, we met in Cape Town. I met him in Cape Town after the, the 2015 World Cup, 2019 World Cup. It was random. I was at a restaurant with some of my friends and I saw him walk to the bathroom. Everybody's like, what's going on? I'm like, Jürgen Klopp. They're like, oh, go speak. I went outside the bathroom. I waited for him outside the door. He came out. I called somebody, Mike, uh, he's his agent now, who worked at Adidas. I said, my coach is here. Uh, can, can you speak to him? He came out the bathroom. I said, sorry, sir, can you speak? And I gave him the phone. He was like, oh, what's happening? He starts speaking. He speaks in German. He starts laughing. And then he's like, dude, I know who you are. Me and my team watched you in the World Cup final because obviously we played England. I was like, oh, and then he came to my table, brought his whole table and sat with us for, for like 40 minutes. We were just talking and he invited me to a game. Two weeks later, I went to Liverpool, met him, and then we just started talking. Um, um, yeah, and now, yeah, it's it's special. I can't wait to go and watch. Um, and it's always something like, it always makes time. Like if I call him, when when I was here, I called him. He's like, I'm in France, and he's like, yeah, you must come watch the games and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's it's really it's really good. I need to go away from this. See, so, yeah. <laughs> win two World Cups and get in the company of the Klops, the Federers. No, but you don't, it, I don't look for it. It just happens. I know like, you don't. Put, I know you don't. But that comes with it, doesn't it? That's where yeah. you are the player that's transcended the game. Like, we need you. The, the game no. needed you. South Africa needed you. But as the game moves forward, mate, we've got to be unapologetic about these crossovers. Yeah. You know? I, I do. Like, I'm a... The thing is, is, we've all been fans of this stuff, you know, of, of these other sports. Mm. So, 
it's it, it's it's for me I just support people I support athletes and I don't care how big or small the person if I like them I like them mm. and, and 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 I think for rugby to grow we need the others because soccer is football is like yeah we and and you go to America basketball and 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 American football they're so big like we we can learn from 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 those sports not saying we have to be like that so I do enjoy it like when I went to a basketball game it's the environment like the game the game is irrelevant it's the atmosphere they create you know the game you can go to a bad game but you still want to go back your kids want to go back because of the entertainment around the game well that's it 85% of media consumed around NBA is not on the court yeah it's, it's, it's the 15% yeah. on the court the rest is everything else what 100%. are they wearing what music are they yeah. listening to and us everything is on the game mm. if the game is a bad game it, the whole day was basically um, a failure basically, you know so I'm not saying that you must get away it's it's an opportunity for for players to slack down like no but like bring more people must want to go back you know and how do you capture that you capture the kids the kids my kids when they went to basketball they went crazy you know they oh we need to go again daddy and we need to do more entertainment around that for families because if the kids want to go the parents will buy the tickets mm. yeah do you want to keep going no <laughs> I'm cool the great to see you Khaleesi thank you my brother. legend mate good to see you thank again. you so much thank you